The Tragedy of Cinema podcast is intended as a family-friendly program that by extension strives to be inclusive to all people regardless of their ethnicity, gender, creed, or any other identifying factors in this incredibly diverse world of ours. With that said, some of the films we discuss may contain serious subject matters or have content considered morally objectionable by today's standards. We do not intend to condone or dismiss these aspects of these films, but our primary focus will be on what we believe our film succeeds at, some fun facts, and our personal enjoyment factors of each film. With that said, we hope you enjoy the show. Babysitting the Anderson kids. Sarah. Mom got Chris to babysit for me. Chris? Her brother Brad. Oh my. His best friend Daryl. Who is this kid? Stray dog. Take good care of my baby. I'll guard her with my life. What could possibly go wrong? Chris, I'm in trouble. Hang up and sit down. I'll be there in half an hour. Well, I'm just out of school. This is the night when things go from bad. Worse. Big city. Scum sucker. <laughs> Too ridiculous. Wanna go to bed? Hey, I like danger. Should try babysitting. And this is only the beginning. The friend is dead. Chris can handle it. Sarah's probably hanging from the rafters by now. Still in control here. <laughs> you could say they were having a bad night. Any problems? No, not really. If they weren't having such a good time. Adventures in babysitting. Did you parents will ever ask me to babysit again? If they do, I'd ask them for a buck more an hour. All right, guys, welcome back to the Tragedy of Cinema podcast. I'm your host, Jimbo, and today joined once again by... The lovable co-host, Kyle. The lovable co-host, Kyle. Kyle, today we will be doing a movie that I picked for once called Adventures in Babysitting Adventures from in babysitting. 1987. But, Kyle, before we get to that great 80s comedy, I do have a question for you. Oh, boy. Kyle, mm-hmm. two, this is a two-parter. Okay. Kyle... Who would you want to be your babysitter when you were a kid? Oh. Mm-hmm. And who would you want to be your babysitter now? <laughs> uh, so I was in the right age for it. <laughs> and the answer is the same for both. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but the answer is... Uh, give me one moment here. I have to pull for name make sure I got it right. Uh, gosh. What a, what a dream. 
Yeah, it was a uh, Mary Lives Winstead in Sky High in the year two thousand five, and now as an adult, it's still <laughs> Mary Lives Winstead in the year two thousand five. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah, mine, mine. If I go back to when I was a kid, mine would probably be uh, Julie Andrews, but she has to be in the Mary Poppins outfit. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, her that uh, now would probably be man. I don't know. Now that I'm older, it'd probably be somebody fun. I, you know, I would say like Betty White if she was still alive. Oh my just gosh. somebody crazy, White, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, just somebody crazy that would was, have a lot of fun or something. But I was watching Bringing Down the House just last week with Betty White playing the were. next racist neighbor across the street. She always like, when are we going to take care of your kids next week? And she's so excited. She's going to teach the kid poker. Oh, <laughs> what a great movie that was. Oh, it, it's, oh, uh, differently. We better move on before this turns into something All totally these podcasts. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Kyle, let's go ahead and jump into uh, Adventures in Babysitting. Yes, sir. Adventures in Babysitting released on June 19th of 1987, directed by the legendary Christopher Columbus, written by David Zimpkins. Didn't he discover America? Yes, he did. The Ocean Blue in 1492. <laughs> Kyle, he's going back to school. 1949. <laughs> the country's 80 years old or something. I don't know. <laughs> I got numbers, dates, and everything wrong there. If I mess up the English language too, we're gonna I'll get all the cores done. <laughs> just, Does that mean in October we celebrate by watching uh, for Columbus Day? We what? We watch Adventures of Babysitter, babysitter as yeah, as a national tradition. That's why it's the most popular movie in America. <laughs> Composed by uh, Michael Kamen. <laughs> and cinematographer was um, Rick Waite. Budget for this film was seven million dollars in nineteen eighty seven. Adjusting for inflation, that'd be equivalent about. $18.3 million today. Opening weekend was a, a bit lacking for overall, but it made it up in the back end. Um, opening weekend, it made about $2.9 million. Just for inflation, to be about $7.6 million in today. Um, but gross worldwide, where it made the big money back, it made $34.4 million overall. And adjusted for inflation again, that'd be about $90 million of today's currency. So, you know, so not a huge hit, but uh, enough where it's like, this is this is fine. <laughs> you know, it, it made it back for sure, and it was a modest success. So good to remember them. Uh, moving on here, we got the overall plot summary of the film. Um, character Pris Parker, the main character played by Elizabeth Shue, agrees to babysit after her boyfriend, Mike Toddwell, stands her up. Expecting a dull evening, she settles <laughs> down with three kids for the night of TV and boredom. But when her frantic friend Brenda calls and pleads to be rescued from her bus stationed in a downtown Chicago, the evening soon explodes into an endless whirl of hair-raising adventures. Chris Kyle, and- you are so Brenda in this movie. What? You would be Brenda in this movie, <laughs> losing your glasses, walking around the subway, the bus stop. You would kill this poor dismissal handle? Oh, man, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, anyways, rescued from a base station in downtown Chicago, the, suit, the evening soon explodes into an endless whirl of hair-raising adventures. Chris and the kids leave their safe suburban surroundings and head to the heart of the big city, never imagining how terrifyingly funny their expedition will become. And that they would actually run into Thor. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing in this movie. Just aged so bizarrely. This little girl's just obsessed with Thor. Well, no, they not never even say why. <laughs> yeah, it's such a very weird character. Be like, you're Thor. Like, what? <laughs> I, have one of these I get it. You're disguised as this mechanic, so nobody knows your power. I have one of these at home. What? <laughs> what? 
Oh my gosh! Was this your first time watching this movie, Kyle? Uh, uh, no, I, I, I tried watching it like a couple years ago, but never really got. So I, I had to make you. This watch is it. the first time I ever sat through it all. I'll be like, okay, this movie is '80s as all '80s. <laughs> this is yes, it's awesome. Oh boy, it's good, but it's also like, what is going on? So yeah, uh, yeah, that's the thing of this movie. Like, like half the time, like, what is happening every time? It's got the same vibe I feel from like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or other movies of that era. Just like what? Every moment, it's like every scene is like a new joke and not like a plot, but in a good way that I really appreciate. Um, moving on here, we have. Uh, you gonna go to the cast? I was going to do the technical details and the okay. awards, and then I was going to end up on the cast the way we do the podcast, Jimbo. I don't know. You do it different every single week. So. No, no, no. I'm consistent. I, I never I never make this stuff up on the fly. That would be unprofessional. And I mean, is, it would this be is a shame a, if you actually had no stun before this, you arrived at the This house. is a <laughs> professional production, Jimbo. I always come prepared. Um, <laughs> can we move on to the technical details of You didn't film? even try to hide it today. You didn't even carry in your notebook or anything. No, you just, I didn't You just said, anything. I'm here. I'm here. Like, you're lucky I showed up. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, oh, by uh, the way, Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy New Year. It's, it's 2023 now. It's great. I hope you have a job where you have to write down the date every day because it's very, very annoying. You just, you'll be writing 2022 for the first six months. Then you get 2023 done right, and then, you know, the same thing. I used to do that year. all the time when I'd have to write checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, you just write the wrong year. You got to tear it up. Yeah, you know, start all over. Yeah. No one tells you that when you're growing up as a kid. Like, no, no, you're going to be annoyed as an adult every time you write down the wrong year. (laughs) That's just your life now. (laughs) Moving on. Technical details. We have a runtime of just one or two minutes, a bit on the shorter side for some movies. Color info, this is a color film. Sound mix, it's 70mm, 6-track for the 70mm prints of the film, and Dolby Stereo surround sound for the 35mm prints of the movie. Aspect ratio, 1.85 by 1, perfectly suited for cinemas or modern TVs right now. The camera it was shot with was the Panavision Panaflex Platinum camera with the Panavision Ultra Speed Mark II lenses. Panavision Ultra Speed Mark II. What a cool sounding name. <laughs> Sounds like something from Star Trek. It's like they're trying to sell these lenses to like 12-year-old boys. It's like, you want the Mark II Ultra lens. And look, it would have, you would have already had to buy one. I, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, so I would want it for Christmas. <laughs> um, film length. This is a 2,806 meter long film length for the print. Yeah. And then that is technical details of the film. Moving on to the awards. Short but brief right here. In 1988, it was nominated for the Kids' Choice Awards, where it got the favorite movie from Touchstone Pictures for a nomination. And then also in 1988, in the Paris Film Festival, it won the Best Actress Award to Elizabeth Shue, who was tied with Molly Ringwald in the movie Four Keeps. Then also in 1988, we have the Young Artist Awards, where it won the Best Young Actress in a Motion Picture Comedy, awarded to Maya Bruton. And then also nominations for Best Family Motion Picture and nomination for Best Young Actor in a Motion Picture for Keith Coogan's uh, role. Moving on here, we'll go on to the cast. Why I put that away there? I'm going to move that back here. Make paper no noises for you ASMR listeners. Um, for the cast, we have Elizabeth Shue playing the role of Chris Parker. Elizabeth Shue was also in such films such as The Karate Kid Movie in 1984, The Saint in 1997, underrated film, I believe. Great movie. Yeah, and Leaving Las Vegas in 1995. Next up, we have Maya, um, M-A-I-A, I'm going to say Maya, Maya, Maya Bruton playing the character of Sarah. She was in the films Back to the Future in 1985, and she was in the A Family for Joe TV series in 1990, which was ran for one season. 
Next up, we have Keith Coogan playing the character Brad. Keith Coogan was also in the film um, in 1991, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. <laughs> Man, that's so another two great movie. Babysitter movies for <laughs> Keith Coogan there. That's very funny. Um, and he was also in the film Toy Soldiers in 1991. Next up, we have Anthony Rapp playing Daryl. Anthony Rapp was also in the film, the 2005 film Rent, the musical based film. Next up, he was also, oh, Anthony Rapp is also currently in the in the show Star Trek Discovery since 2017 to ongoing. Who does he play on there, do you know? Uh, he plays the lead scientist. I don't remember his name, the character, but I know he's the lead scientist on the show. And uh, overall, good role for him. Yeah, he, he does well with it, but I can't remember the name because I, I don't remember the name of any character on that show. I remember you asked me once about Star Trek Discovery, and it's like, what about the main character? And I'm like, what's their name again? Is <laughs> their name Michael? Yeah, Michael think, Burton yeah. or something like that or something, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Michael Burnham, Burnham. Burnham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but overall, yeah, good show. Um, Calvin Levels plays the character of Joe Gipp. Calvin Levels was also in the movies Point of No Return in 1993 and Hellbound in 1994. Next up, we have uh, a pretty note where the actor and Vincent D'Onofrio playing the character of Dawson. Vincent D'Onofrio was also in the movies Full Metal Jacket in 1987, the uh, same year as Adventure Babysitter, but uh, Full Metal Jacket was definitely his more breakout role. And uh, he was also in the films in uh, Men in Black in 1997. And um, cur- I guess currently, I guess, because it's no longer a, a, you know, a dead show, but he's um, coming, back, um, coming back and played Daredevil in the 2015 Daredevil series on Netflix, and now he's going to... I'm assuming return is Daredevil in the. He wasn't um, Daredevil, was he? No, not, not sorry. He, he was, was Kingpin. Kingpin. He was Kingpin. <laughs> I sorry, was say, that'd be totally different. Mental, mental flip there. Sorry, Vincent D'Onofrio played Kingpin in the Daredevil series in 2015, and I'm assuming he's going to reprise his role in the Disney Plus version of the Daredevil show, which is like loosely the same show, but not. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, good Vincent D'Onofrio there. Next up, we have um, Penelope Ann Miller playing the character of. Brenda uh, Penelope was also in the movies Carlito's Way in 1993 and Kindergarten Cop in 1990. It's not a tumor. It's the one word. That's the one line of the whole movie. That's if, if you all, if you only take one line away, it's not a tumor. That's all. <laughs> not a tumor. So good. Um, next up, we have George Newbern playing the character of Dan, favorite Street Fighter character. Um, George Newbern um played the uh was also in the film scandal in 2015 uh, 2012 sorry 2012 and he was in the movies father of the bride with steve martin in 1991 and 1995 for father by part one and two good movies yeah supposedly i looked it up and apparently it was like a part three ish it was during the covid uh netflix time where they were doing like live stream movies or whatever and uh, they did a small little father of the bride part three ish thing that is on youtube now so that's a pretty cool fact there I have to check it out sometime. Next up, we have Bradley Whitford playing the character of Mike. Bradley Whitford, probably a notably recently, was in the film Get Out in 2017. And he was Adam Sandler's antagonist in the movie Billy Madison in 1995. Yep. <laughs> and his most noteworthy um, TV role was in the West Wing from 1999 to 2006. Next up, we have Ron Canada playing the character of Graydon. Ron Canada was also in the film The Wedding Crashers in 2005. Then we have John Davis Chandler playing the character of Bleak. John Davis was also in the film The Outlaw Josie Wales in 1976. Then lastly, we have Dan Ziski playing the character of Mr. Anderson. Dan Ziski was also in the film The Rebound in 2009. And that is the cast of Adventures in Babysitting. Jimbo, what are your cool little trivia facts about the film? Well, first off, Kyle, mm-hmm. well done. Thank you. But number two... I appreciate it. Um, he never pays me compliments. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, okay, I take it back. <laughs> I, 
thought you were gonna go like deeper. Like, well, there, well there's nothing to count. Yeah, like, oh, jeez, <laughs> brutal. Well, new year, new me. <laughs> just kidding. I just gave this you like a, free, make a wish a free thing. Week off. <laughs> uh, for these doom for this doomed child me, I'm gonna pay you one compliment this year. I gotta get back into my saddle. It's been a while since we recorded. Forgot uh, I hate you on this podcast. <laughs> Not just the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> kidding oh uh, boy i'm gonna cry now <laughs> I, you know this is a movie that I, I i've been wanting to watch it's been a long time i mean since i was a kid man that's over like 35 years ago exactly you're so old i am pretty old <laughs> but um it's one of those movies that once you watch it you're like Man, how come my babysitter never did anything cool like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just the just you think you're having a bad day. It just goes from a bad day from your boyfriend basically standing, standing you up, up to going to save your friend who's decided to run away from home. Oh yeah, no, it's <laughs> to taking these. Then you have the neighbor kid that just comes over and who's because the the boy, the older brother of the girl that loves Thor. He is infatuated with this girl in, in high school, mm-hmm. and the the neighbor comes over. It's like, is she there? Is she there? You know. So yeah. he ends up basically joining the party for the night, and then they have to go rescue her friend. Uh, basically, uh, their car get, was it a flat tire. Yeah, it was a flat tire, and, and she didn't gets, have a spare. Yeah. yeah, it gets towed to like the worst part of the town, and they don't have money to get it out. It's going to be fifty dollars or whatever, and they end up going through this like well, they end up. St- Basically, somehow getting these plans of this big car crime ring. syndicate. Yeah, yeah. And it's like in a, play, uh, in, a in a Playboy magazine. Yeah. He stashes all the and crimes he ever committed, <laughs> as criminals do. I better write my crimes in this Playboy. <laughs> what? They end up still to put in the little girl's backpack, and they're chasing them throughout the city for basically the rest of the movie till the end. So, uh, very interesting plot. So let's talk about some of the. Fun stuff, yeah. Which there so, are a lot. This movie's Sarah, charming. the little girl, uh, keeps uh, wears a backpack with a picture of Gizmo on it. This is a reference to Gremlins, which was also written by Chris Columbus, Columbus yeah. who discovered America uh, <laughs> in 1949. <laughs> he got wet. That's how the population <laughs> exactly. of America came. Uh, an adventure as a babysitting pilot starring Jennifer Gunthrie, Brian Austin Green, and Joey Lawrence was pitched in 1989, but never sold. Oh, man. Yeah, I could have seen it. Like This movie does feel like a huge sequel bait at the end, where it's like, we really want to make a sequel, don't we? And it's like, Why? Why? Like, the movie's good, but I'm not like, oh, man, I need more Adventures of Babysitting. Right. Uh, one of the movie's producers is Deborah Hill. Do you know who Deborah Hill is? Uh, no, not no, top of my head. She, she teamed up with John Carpenter to make Halloween. Oh, wow. A horror movie about a stalker who murders babysitters. i heard about that. <laughs> Listen carefully when Sarah and Chris watch television. The music you hear is John Carpenter's chilling Halloween theme as an in-joke. That's really cool. Uh, right Small before shooting a scene in which the group runs through the city, uh, the, the dirty, trash-filled alley uh, in Toronto, yeah. uh, the Toronto Sanitation Department came by and cleaned it up, so the crew had to dig through the local dumpsters <laughs> for more trash. Can we trash this alley, guys? <laughs> Can you imagine? That's I'd so be so weird. mad if I was the sanitation. Oh I just God. cleaned this up. Oh, man. That, that, that's so... That's how every city worked in the '80s too. Every every '80s film is like it, like the cities are always just completely downtrodden. You always run have down. the steam coming yeah, up from yeah, the sewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four guys by like a burning barrel trying to warm up their hands because all cities are terrible apparently. It's true. And it's then the real life comes in. It's usually in New York City, exactly. Or Chicago, exactly. you know. What I mean? It's always the, the, the cities. <laughs> but I love the reality of it. Came in like no, no, we clean up the alley. We're <laughs> that was in like Toronto. So. It's, like, it's not like this actually. 
Okay. You know, you go, Are you ready far. for this one? Sure. Probably, if you haven't laughed so far, you're probably going to lose it on this one, okay? Mm-hmm. An early draft of the script, okay? So this wasn't in the movie, but it's an early draft. Uh, has no mention of Sarah's fascination with Thor. What is included instead is a scene at Soldier Field with the Chicago Bear players starring or stars Jim McMahon, Walter Payton, William the Refrigerator Perry, and Mike Singletary, who invite the team members to come to the Anderson house to watch The Mummy's Curse. When they finally leave, Daryl smuggles out several of the team's jockstraps as souvenirs. What? The jockstraps later are used to make up the shortage of cash needed to get the station wagon out of Miss Dawson's garage. What? None of the Chicago Bears appears in the film, and the girls at the frat party mention them briefly. That is... You love to see it, though, wouldn't you? The moments where you're like, just, like you bring the writer back in and you just sat the script on the table. What is wrong with you? But it's like, but it's refrigerator shock trap. <laughs> you guys, Kyle's face is about to explode over here. <laughs> you know, I could just. Like another universe where that movie got actually got made, and just like just like just imagining the writers really insistent, like no no no, we need the jock straps in this kids movie. We need it. Where does the refrigerator put his junk? We gotta have that in the movie. We gotta know this. It's been funny. The kids roll, put them on their head, roll around the city as superheroes. What is this? Okay, then we better move on because Kyle no longer then, Kyle thinks well, about then, this. But then it's just like, how do you go from like, well, if you can't have jock straps, can we have the comic book hero Thor? <laughs> how do you how do you think Thor feels? How did that happen? How do you think Thor feels? How did that happen? He almost lost to a jock strap. He beat it out, I mean, barely. He's just talking about just throwing ideas at a wall. <laughs> we can't have the refrigerator jock strap. I guess we'll just take Thor instead. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, cocaine is a hell of a drug. I better better move on. Uh, in both this film and Back to the Future Part Three, Elizabeth Shue faints and says the line, "I had the worst nightmare." <laughs> now, here's some people that were slated to be in this movie or were thought of to be in the lead role. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Turner was the first choice for the lead role. Eh, I don't think I could see that. Seems like the wrong time. Like, I think actually we should be a little too old at that point. And I think, well, I guess maybe not. Yeah. Uh, the project started in the 1960s with Jane Fonda in mind for the lead role. It was abandoned in the 70s. Then Chris Columbus restarted uh, in the 1980s. Jane Fonda was too old for the role by then. So it went to Bridget Fonda, who withdrew from the project before auditions began. Man. It, it's weird. Can like, you imagine a 1960s version of this? That's what I'm trying to think. It's like it's a completely different movie then, because this movie is 80s all the way. Right. <laughs> so, so it's like the 60s version of this movie is completely different. It just has to be. You know, a different tone. I know there space, wouldn't be no and, bears jock straps <laughs> back in the 60s. No, that's the only version that has the bears jock strap. <laughs> Maybe the uh, 70s or 90s version has the bears. Tatum O'Neill was offered the lead role but turned it down. Hmm. Melanie Griffith uh, auditioned for the lead role but backed out. Melanie oh, here you Griffith go. Been good. Julie Louise Dreyfus auditioned for the lead role, <laughs> but withdrew in favor of Jodie Foster. Foster also withdrew, leaving Michelle Pfeiffer, Valerie Bertinelli, Elizabeth Shue, and Justine Bateman as the only choices. Justine Bateman probably could have pulled it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bateman withdrew from the project due to creative conflicts. Pfeiffer left the project and uh, starred in The Witches of Eastwick, and Bertinelli lost out to Shue on the final days of auditions. 
Kelly McGillis reportedly wanted the lead role, but Chris Columbus turned her down. Mm-hmm. Brooke Shields was considered for the lead role. Sharon Stone auditioned for the lead role. <laughs> wow. And Andy mm. McDowell was considered for the lead role. So there's a lot of a lot of famous people. It's weird. Things. I don't think any of those actors would have done like a particularly bad job had they taken the lead role. But like, like they would have been very different from Elizabeth Shue. I think like she brought her own kind of personality to this one in a really lively and fun way. So like, I'm happy Elizabeth Shue got the role. But like all the other actors, I'm like I'm curious what they would have done too. Right. You know? Yeah. So many choices. I like it when they we get into these. Uh, you know, who could have played this? Who could have played that? Because. Number one, it would have changed the movie completely. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, in so many like interesting ways. Where it's just like I, I, I you know, I would love to see that version of it. You know, you know it's kind of like I'd love to see Rodney Dangerfield playing Thor in mm. this movie. <laughs> Man, I, I think like so, like you know those years where you get like two movies of like the exact same premise coming out at the same time. Like you have like the, the same year like uh, like Olympus has fallen has came out. Like when White House Down came out in the same year. Like how crazy would it be just have like. Like let's just do this outright. Let's both make the same movie in the same year and like see who does it better and like all different. Like oh, Pinocchio last year. Even like last year we had Del Toro's Pinocchio. We have Tom Hanks Pinocchio. We have the other Pinocchio yeah. with uh Rob with Rob Schneider. <laughs> it's, just, it's like what's happening? <laughs> and you get to see so many different takes of like what Pinocchio can be. Right. <laughs> uh, Bradley Whitford was allowed to use his own Camaro for the movie. It has the license plates. So cool. The actual license plates Bradley had on his car. So he got. To- Keep that in there. Huh. Uh, <clears throat> there was like legal, legal reasons why they wouldn't do that, but I guess like they, they better ask for forgiveness rather than permission sometimes. Uh, when the kids are driving through the alleyway with the car thief, the exterior setting was the same setting used in The Fly in 1986, which starred Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis, and which also has was filmed in Toronto. The setting was used for the exterior shots of Seth Brundle's apartment and laboratory. The same location we used in other films, including Police Academy in 1984 and My Pet Monster in 1986. Wow. That's one of those things, like, you just have to know it from the production schedule, and, like, I don't think anyone's ever going to notice that just watching the film. Right. No. Uh, the tow truck driver hits a lawn jockey after reaching his house. Knocking over lawn jockeys later became a running joke in Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, also directed by Chris Columbus. Uh, this was rebooted as a Disney Channel original movie in 2016, starring Sabrina Carpenter and Sophia Carson in the leading roles. Sabrina Carpenter, I haven't heard her name in a while. What's Probably she, not um, since 2016. Yeah. Uh, the body count for this movie is one. It's uncredited off screen with the guy with the stab wound at the hospital. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Rapp Darrell dyed his uh, naturally blonde hair red for the movie. The producers were concerned his blonde hair would remind audiences too much of Anthony Michael Hall. Oh, from, yeah. Okay. Oh, here's another one. Heather Langenkamp. You know who that was? No. no, I've heard the name. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Uh, Oh, she was the main girl? Yeah. Okay. She was considered for the lead role, too. I haven't watched Eminem on screen in a long time, so it would be a while for me to remember. Like, ah, could you do it? Probably. And last but not least, the Playboy issue shown in the movie was a centerfold who looks like Chris Elizabeth Shue isn't real. It was just a prop made for the movie, but they had the photos taken of Shue at the Playboy Mansion. They had her fly from Toronto, where the movie was filmed, to L.A. for the non-nude photo shoots. Shue kept the prop afterward and still has it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kyle... Uh, and great, that's Let exactly me, that's exactly what you should do. And it was like, it's like this is a non new, but like I, I gotta remember I gotta, years later. Like, listen, I looked good. <laughs> so for anybody that wants one, we will be sending Kyle's uh, high school for, senior. Pictures. I didn't look good. That's the thing. <laughs> but you look the same. 
I do look like the same as me in high school. I really do. <laughs> so, Kyle, <laughs> what do you think of Adventures of Babysitting since this is technically your first time watching it all for, the way for real, like all the way through? Giving, for real? Giving it the old college try. <laughs> Um, I think this movie is very charming. I think it's a fun movie. It's goofy. Uh, don't expect to be like writing home about this, taking away anything meaningful. This movie is just some real good, dumb fun. This is a Saturday morning cartoon, but in a film, in a way that I really appreciate and enjoy. Um, it is, yeah. This is, it. it you know, it. it follows in, like a, just a sincerely nice film in a way that I can really appreciate and like. You know, for as much as you like, you want like a big minifield film, or you want just absolute shock. This movie falls right in the middle of a film that you just kind of want to have available any day of the week. Kind of movie that I really appreciate. Um, I can't say I'll watch it more than like a couple more times in my lifetime, probably, but it's still I, I'm happy I did it. So I think this is overall a great, pretty, pretty great film. That probably like around like seven or eight out of ten character territory. We're like this is this is solid. It's fun. And uh, it's worth watching for anyone who's especially a Christopher Columbus fan or an Elizabeth Shue fan. So I really enjoyed it. Jimbo, how do you feel about oh, the film? Of course it's a great movie. I picked it. No. <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Shue's outstanding as her performance as a babysitter. It made me want to have her as my babysitter uh, when I was a kid. Understandable. Uh, just to see everything they go through. Now, now, one thing that I thought was always, it's always bugged me, is at the end of the movie when... Uh, you see the little girl on the side of the building <laughs> on the outside, you know, looking in at her parents' Christmas party. Yeah. Stuck on the side of that building without sliding off. You know, she's got her little feet on those little oh, mini tops, yeah. And I was like, man, that's kind of crazy. And then they leave that one guy out there. You know, <laughs> let him stay out there a little longer. Um, yeah, but it's it's a fun movie. It's it's eighties movies as about as eighties as you can get. Um, yeah. Maximum eighties. <laughs> all the, yeah, all the cliches and everything. But yeah, it's a fun movie. Um I definitely think you should watch it at least once, uh, just for. It's got some funny moments in it too. Remember where they go? What's the what's the uh, the blues song that she sings? The babysitter like, blues. Yeah, the babysitter blues. Hilarious. Yeah, uh, it's really funny. Yeah, uh, because nobody gets out of here without singing the blues. blues. <laughs> you know, I mean, she does. Elizabeth Shue does the babysitter blues about yeah. babysitting the kids. Hilarious. Um, I got the facts about it real quick. The lyrics were written by Mark Mueller. The music was uh, performed by Robert Kraft. And oh, yeah, the music was uh, written by Robert Kraft, though, and performed by Albert Collins, Billy Branch, Maya Bruton, um, Keith Coogan, Anthony Rapp, and Elizabeth Shue, of yeah. course, for that line performance. Hilarious. Performance. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's so I got the babies in blue. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It is. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it has, all, it has everything you want in a movie. So if you haven't watched this movie in a long time, does it hold up? Probably not, but man, it is hilarious at times. So it's got. And it was hard. also, you know, for Christmas uh, Columbus's uh, directorial debut. After Finding America. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is his directorial debut, and they said it was the first movie that he ever done since his like senior thesis in college or whatever mm-hmm. that he had a film thesis. So very, very nice outing. I mean, and, and you look at what Chris Columbus has done since all oh, the Home Alone done. movies. Yeah, 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 just alone. Home yeah. Alone alone. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, that's a new sequel, Home yeah, Alone alone. alone. But uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Um, we are excited to announce that the Tragedy of Cinema podcast will be joining Hillbilly Horror mm-hmm. Stories uh, with Jerry and Tracy Polly and uh, Middle Aged and Creep Out guys, uh, Todd, uh, Sean, and Nate. For a live event mm-hmm. uh, at in a haunted jail in uh, Boone County here in Indiana in Lebanon. Um, tickets are on sale now. Um, they are selling fast, so make sure if you want to come see us live in a jail, 
Uh, we will have plenty of photo ops with uh, putting on orange jumpsuits. Uh, we got signs uh, actually behind bars. So fun plans. Yeah, it's got some, and we got some special plans for that too. So uh, make sure I'll put it on the Facebook uh, page. The link to buy tickets. Uh, they're going fast, so please make sure you come out and see us. We, we're going to have a, a good time again. So uh, if you want to follow us on social medias. We have the Tragedy Cinema Podcast on Facebook, Look, Twitter. And oh, do we have TikTok yet, guys? No, no, no. New no. Year, new you. You need to get on that TikTok. I do need to get on TikTok. Um, and uh, if you want to email us at thetragedyofcinema at gmail.com uh, and leave us a review, that'd be great. So thanks again for listening. Uh, hopefully you're having a great 2023 start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully it continues. We're glad to have you along. If you've never listened, thanks for joining um, if you're the old faithful that's been here since the beginning, we appreciate you, and we, we welcome any newcomers along the way. We love y'all. Yeah. Oh, new you, new you, Kyle. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's new all about love you. now. It's yeah. what it is. Preaching love. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that being said, I think this episode's coming to a close, and that's a wrap. And cut. <laughs>